has been live streamed. Hello, world. Hello, everybody. As I say, oh. hello, Newman. I'm Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Okay. Super I professional, should. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting used to this. Ah, deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths. So, Daniel, happy birthday on behalf of all of us here in the forums. Thank you very much. I'll be happy a gentleman and I won't ask you how old you are. I will. Um, what age are you? I'm 29. <laughs> so, you're my 20s. Class. It's horrible, Richie. It's horrible. Yeah. Wait till so. you're 39. See how you feel about 29 then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> ask Richie what 49 from. Whoa. <laughs> It's just a uh, distant they were the good, blur. They were the good years, like. Mm. <laughs> Fucking hell. Do yeah. you remember that far back? Mm. I'm, I'm moving further back from the stage. That's basically uh, what happens, Daniel. Okay. Noting yeah. other physical problems as such um, at the moment, anyway. But then again, I haven't been to fucking any live gigs, so. No physical problems yet. Brilliant. You're going to great, talk great about great to on the internet, like, actually... Couple of colon yeah, yeah. issues, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing slippers, you know, and I've got yeah. the hot bovril there. Been on Viagra for the last <laughs> 20 years. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Topic of the week. Yeah, just to get up out of bed, even like. <laughs> just to get up. Love a bit of bovril. Bit the bov. This show is sponsored by White Claw. Ooh, I love a bit of White Claw. Mango's the nicest one, yeah. That's very white girl of you, like. Oh, that does Alan Bullman shout out to Alan. How are you? Fair play, Alan. It's crack, Alan. Yeah, I think you must have been on about White Claw, Daniel, because someone yeah. was on about White Claw, and I can't. It was me. I thought it was some Hollywood personality, so it was you. Yeah, fucking same thing. Same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, White Claw is nice. Gets you drunk nice and easy. Hmm. Sounds thank like a God. plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. Should I be on that Tuesday, Evan, when we're over in London, in Camden? The White Claw. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, girl. I'll hold your hair back. Yeah. <laughs> you be flat out drinking White Stripe. That's all you can get in Camden, yeah. cans of White Stripe. Really? Yep. Yum, yum. Bushing out in Camden streets, like, nah, we'll be in the pub, man. I've done worse. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> I've done way worse. Don't drink way, way yeah. worse. Than that. Way worse. What are you on tonight, Joe? I'm on Marshmallow Laser Quest flavored beer. <laughs> Obviously. Wow. <laughs> where the, where do you get stuff like that? You know, these you're just on a different planet, my man. Fair play. Well, Supermarket. <laughs> Definitely is. It's fucking cheaper than it is here now. Anyway, like, oh my yeah. god, yeah. Shout out to the Kerry Posse. Kirk Kelly is in the house as well. Nice one. Well, okay. So, um, we're supposed to get the show on the road, will we? We've got we'll like a, we'll five tracks to go through and uh, good, good uh, topic of conversation as well. I hope you had fun uh, getting out some uh, classics there that were shit. <laughs> Joe, did you have fun doing that? I think I missed the memo about what this chat was about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I've got oh, a good, good article. What, what's the topic? I'm sure I can think of some. <laughs> Unbelievable. I prepared all the notes. You all get oh, your fucking well. songs, everything. And then Joe comes, I'm not really sure. I missed the memo. Uh, metal bands that should have stopped releasing music after a particular album. 
Ah, that's easy. Sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. I could go on about that all night. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, gamma bomb. Okay. Number two, worn out. <laughs> Number three, whatever the name of Richie's band is. Uh, actually, we might call ourselves Grey Fanny. I think that's a Grey Fanny. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Imagine the poster. Oh, stop. Kelvin to be all over that now for a poster. <laughs> anyway, uh, and Ruben came up with it, which is worse. Um, he misheard me saying Dave Fanning <laughs> on the radio. And he said, what's Fanning Gray? is a bit of a Grey Fanning. So he is a bit of a Grey <laughs> <laughs> So he says, Dad, what's Grey Fanning? And he goes, what the hell are you on about Grey Fanning? Sir? And he goes, that's your man on the radio, isn't it? And I goes, Dave Fanning? Because oh, I thought you said Grey Fanny or Grey Fanny, and I says, "Okay, Jeez. that's the name of our band. Perfect. Thanks, Ruben." Wow. <laughs> and of course, Grey what does he do Fanny. then? He looks for fucking money straight away. Then, uh, you know, I'm after giving you the name of a I bank. I thought you were going money. to say he he looked up what Grey Fanny was on the internet or something. Jeez. Like Jesus Christ! What is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So the first uh, track up is a track uh, called Hunters by Hyperstatus. And the lineup is Mar- Mark Cruncher on guitars, back and vocals, Kyle Walker on lead vocals, Ren on bass, and Sean Spicer on drums. Quick background about the band uh, Hyperstatus is an, is an eclectic mixture of groovy rhythm section with low tuned guitars and post hardcore vocals with a pinch of electronic samples and spacey post rock attitude. I love these descriptions. They get worse as the bands come along, actually. <laughs> Established in 2018 by a group of people who found themselves via the internet, instigated by Mark Cruncher. Material was recorded during the summer of this year. Drums and sort of electric guitar parts were tracked in straight up studios by Ryan Shepard. The rest of the tracks were captured at Mark's flat. The bass was done at Ren's flat. All mixing and mastering production is done by Mark. So currently, Hyperstatus is promoting their debut EP, Volume 1. Now, lads, if you are, I can't find it on Bandcamp or anything. So look into that. I can't find that at all. On this. It, was, it was on um, Spotify, I think. Was it on Spotify? Fair yeah. enough, then. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought they would be the, the anti-Spotify band. So I never even checked. The so they're playing... Of metal. Yeah, they're playing Metal to the Masses in Dundee in February. They're a Scottish band. And I checked out the song. <laughs> it was up in the uh, footage of that song that we're going to play. It was on the Fisherman's Inn in our Broach. <laughs> <laughs> in 2019, so it's actually an old song as such. Like, you know, Pandemic sure. doesn't count. There, there was no 21, 22. Yeah. Or 20, 21. See what I mean? Okay, so we'll give it a blast here. So this is Hypersadus and Hunters.
Okay, uh, Joe, we'll go to you first. Your man, the singer, kind of remind me a little bit of Roddy Womble, the singer from Idlewild. Um, hmm. Pretty sort of semi-left field. Like, I, I could hear a wee bit of kind of Dead Kennedys and stuff in the vocals as well. Okay. Um, like, maybe a wee bit too Americanified in places or whatever, but uh, that kind of interesting, interesting music. Mm. And uh, really well produced. You know, it sort of always strikes me as mad how these bands first demo or first EP sounds so great look you know and like in someone's flat making it in someone's flat yeah. and then someone else's flat and whatnot so good on them yeah uh did any of you get a touch of rage against the machine vibe off them? Was, that was the very first thing that i was going to compare it to on the verses all right yeah yeah um go on if off you go yeah um like the verses a really nice um rage feel to it like kind of that born of a broken man kind of thing um my thing with this song is um i know there on the clip we didn't get to the chorus mm. but the i i think the vocals on the chorus are uh they're quite weak you know mm. i think that really like brings it down it's like just a falsetto kind of note held but i think if that was more powerful because it it keeps the song just on kind of one level but i think that chorus kind of let it down for me but there's a lot of potential in that band for sure yeah a lot of yeah. potential there yeah because i mean it's a good point um right in the verses and everything it's an inch he's an interesting singer but again yeah. that, the chorus yeah i agree daniel um i kind of thought the opposite of the chorus i, I really enjoy the chorus and i thought it was cool okay. um the kind of groove kind of reminded me a bit of like porcupine tree um that kind of um style why are you laughing, Richie? Joe's just sucking out of a bong there, sorry. Oh, <laughs> or somebody else. That was me. Carry on. That, that was a Miguel Chainsaw, yeah. not Joe. I, I was sucking out of somebody else there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, um, yeah kind of pork punch. Dollars. Um, yeah, I thought they... Pork tree, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I thought they could probably link in well with like cell games for a gig. Mm, uh, yes. I thought they'd be a good nice, matchup. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I definitely would like to listen to them more. Um, so I must check out the full is it volume one is the name of the. Mm, yeah. yeah so, so you found it on Spotify, no problem. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, so a uh, shout out to the lads. Yeah, they have potential. We'll all agree in that. They're from Scotland. And as I said, best of luck to them in Metal to the Masses in Dundee in February. Absolutely. Dundee, well, was it? Yeah, Dundee. Cool. Uh, you're hitting Scotland. I and I haven't a clue. Don't be like that. You have dates confirmed, haven't you? I have no idea what you're talking about, Richie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything in relation to where. You exactly I... said where. I, I said Scotland, but I didn't specify. Oh, did I? That's... I am the going on a of holiday. Yeah. <laughs> going on a holiday. Dundee, yeah. Check out a bit. Worn out in Dundee in February. <laughs> Just making it this, up as you go. I'm making it up. I'm making it up. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, so on to... this is great stuff, this White Cloud. So sponsored by White Claw. Nice segue. Anyway, so the next song is Battle Cry by Jordan Dennis. So Jordan is an Irish singer, songwriter, guitarist. 
and having released his debut single King of the Strings on the 24th of September this year, Jordan began a self-funded promotional tour, cutting his teeth with live audiences at various bars and venues across Ireland with the intention of building an organic following and raising funds for his debut EP, which shall be released in early 2022. So hard rock, new blues sounds cast against neo-Western teams. Any of you heard of that genre before? Has he invented nah, it himself? A neo-Western team. That's the way, that's we code for people who like country music. Are going to like I was thinking, yeah. man, I was thinking, is that like fucking Mead, Navin, kind of big Tom country? <laughs> anyway. Uh, country. Navin, like... <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan's first musical offers are a gumbo of his own musical influences and experiences met with the country and western influence of Castle Blaney uh, with an edge, he said, but with an edge. Uh, he recorded in his own home studio in Castle Blaney. It was mis- mixed and mastered by James Darkin of Black Mountain Studios. His credits include Hosier, Gavin James and the Vault Bynes, to name but a few. Very interesting so far. And we'll give it a listen. Two tears on a holy fright. You come marching from the hills on high. Dog soldiers, iron horses, ride. The fires burn against the black of night. Sound and the bullets fly The motors run and the children hide Bodies, brothers, sons fight and die To the air of the battle cry And the blood on their hands Forgotten country They claim the land in his hand Left to right he's gonna cut him down Yeah They take his life but his fight lives on Within the anthem of the battle song Shout it
Okay, uh, if we'll just uh, talk about that for a second. I think Sarah likes it anyway. Uh, Tail was wagging away to it there. She wagged the second you said her name. I don't know how she heard it. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's cool. It's definitely not like something I would listen to. It's very pub rock. Mm. That makes sense. You know, like yeah. a, a Saturday night, There's a there'd be a great market for it, but... I don't know. It he just... doesn't. He doesn't sing in an American twang either. No, 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 not at all. And that's great. There's that real kind of Dublin vibe to it. Mm. But like, I can't fault what he's doing. It's just, it's not. Um, it it wouldn't be for me. Uh, but like, even as is he, he's a guitarist and vocalist. Is he? No, uh, yeah. yeah, the solo on that on that single is yeah, absolutely very... excellent very proficient at what he does um, mm. it would just be that kind of that just goes over my head I, re I respect what he's doing but it's definitely just more that kind of pub rock thing I'm glad you didn't say dad rock I was going to but then I thought you know get busy about it like, yeah I will get busy <laughs> <laughs> just just kill it Uncle there on the, on the head yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah Joe did you enjoy this yeah I thought mm. it was uh, really good mm -hmm. like it's probably the same as Evan. It wouldn't be 100% my kind of cup of tea, but like you can really see that this is like massive crossover potential. Like, as in, mm -hmm. if, the, if this sort of lad was opening for Guns N' Roses, he'd probably get on brilliantly, you know? And like Castle Blaney has actually a sort of history of sort of rock band, like Speed King and all that sort of stuff are from around those parts. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, what size town is it, Joe? Is it like bigger? It's not that not that big, really. Like okay. I imagine it's more than ten thousand. But it's got but, a good um, um, record for live music, yeah. is it, or is it more like country a, or what? Uh, like all of the above, like you know. But mm. I think that's probably why this fella, his music is so rocky and countryish, you know. So as I said, yeah, definitely aiming big. This like people who like Big Tom and the Mainliners or fucking Ethan <laughs> Carter would probably like this. That's yeah, yeah, you know. And Absolutely. it is massive, like, and we've talked about this before. I think that's the problem is whenever you're like trying to get audio slave fans and stuff to listen to your band, you know, it's not like genre music where you can very easily pick up listeners. It's very hard to appeal to like a really wide, wide audience. And I thought that it was class here and all the local parlances in his voice, yeah. you know, Childer and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, very yeah. from like this kind of, you know, the border Making kind of area and stuff, own, you know? like but uh, I don't think that the course probably was hooky enough, you know. Mm. So, but like uh, I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe maybe he's not going for that, and it is more of a like this is rock and blues kind of thing. But I'm sure he'll have a, a long old history playing in Ireland anyway. Yeah, and it sounded great. Um, mix and mastered, as I said, by James Darkin uh, of Hosier yep. and Gavin James. So I mean, he's spent the money on it. So fair yep. play, Daniel. Yeah, um, when I heard it, the first thing I actually thought was Joe would like the vocals because it's got the <laughs> Irishness in it. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Look, it, it wouldn't have been for me. Um, it's I can see, yeah, I can see the appeal, um, but I think it could have had a little bit more of a pizzazz in it. You know, it kind of felt a bit like same throughout. But that's just my personal opinion. But I think, yeah, I, I could see it going down well with that kind of Guns N' Roses crowd, definitely. And that's not that's what he's going for. He's going for the hard rock kind of thing. So um, I think he's doing it very well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Best of luck with that, Jordan. And thanks for... It's a hard for... type of music to send in to the Metal Cell podcast as well. I know, so. I know. Yeah, I know. fair play to him. Um, yeah, fair play to him. 
as I said, like he he was very good with his messages and emails and, you know, fuck it, fair play to him. We'll give him a, a, a nice to give him a shout out anyway. Absolutely. 100%, yeah. And to Owen Galligan, he says, what's the crack fellers? Oh, Gallagher, all right, Owen, and Connor James as well. Business, all right, lads. Okay, so track three is Jaguar by Cora Kuma. I hope I pronounced that right, Cora Kuma. Yeah, they bring a fresh dose of exotic heaviness to the extreme music scene in 22 with their debut album, Born of Obsidian, set for release on the 4th of February. Recorded in London um, at Narcissus Studio, the Sheffield-based psychedelic sludge trio have been sharpening their mantra-like songwriting since forming in late 2013 by guitarist and vocalist Jacob and drummer Joe Allen in Sheffield. Uh, George Ainta, is it? I-O-N-I-T-A, Ainita, was soon brought into the mix following the departure of their original basis and the die was cast, finally culminating in a debut album that mills their expansive ideas and abrasive influences together perfectly. Okay, so let's give this one a cry. As I said, it's called Jaguar.
Jesus, I could listen to that all night. <laughs> Danielle. Um, yeah, the only reason I was making like weird faces there is because I'm drinking Jack and it's disgusting. Um, but <laughs> that was fucking class. Yeah, I knew that, it. I knew it. Love that song. Unreal. Unreal. Yes. Deadly. Um, oh, give me more. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was unreal. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it's an it's an unusual take on the whole sludge vibe, isn't it? Mm, yeah, very I really much like so. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so, like yeah. if you're a Tool fan, you can hear Tool there. You can hear a bit of Jane's Addiction. You can hear some other stuff as well going on in the background. Man. It's great. Yeah, savage. Yeah, so definitely want to see more of them. Korakuma, uh, Ev. Yeah, I I love this. There was a very big um, Sepultura vibe to it. Yeah, hundred percent felt that. Yeah. Uh, rhythmically it's it's great there's like you know it builds and then it drops down again uh it's it's about eight minutes altogether mm-hmm. but it's really really good another one now live i think they there's some sections on it like rhythmic sections that they could have 10 minute jams on and it's it's mm-hmm. going to keep your focus because it's it's quite circular and like hypnotic and uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was absolutely class. Loved every second of that now. Yeah, there are three pieces. So um, there is a video of Mop doing it live in a studio. Three so. piece. So that's. Mm-hmm. So the bass player, George, has um, a set of drums. That's sick. Yeah. As that's well cool. as the drummer, obviously. <laughs> anyway, Joe. Um, not really my, my bag, really, at all, this. I hmm. definitely agree with uh, Evan that the rhythm was very, very interesting. In it. Like that was the thing I enjoyed the most was the drums, and like the uh, that kind of sepultura vibe of having like you know additional percussion and stuff in the song was really, really cool. You know, and yeah. I think that they probably I don't know I haven't listened to all their stuff, so I presume they do a lot more with that kind of thing. But um, I didn't like the vocals, and I didn't like I didn't really like the way it was just that bass lick for ages and stuff. You know, so. But like again, like really, really cool, interesting rhythm to have in a song, and um, obviously, if you guys like it, and I'm only only one person who dislikes it, then are we ever going to get a I song know? that we all like? Why can't we all just get along? I know. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Here, here's an interesting fact, actually. Uh, Korakuma played the siege in 2017, Whoa, and guess who was drinking with George, the bass player, in the front you. bar? You, me. Ah, hmm. now uh, I'm sure George don't fucking remember that, but uh, I certainly do. I've always kind of followed them since that. Um, awesome. But yeah, they played in 2017 at the Siege. Um, Who would they go, be good to tour with here if we got them over? Oh, oof. I'd love to see them. I think like if they, they played play with anybody, really. I think like uh, Parthalon and Slung from a Tree or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Corosa as well. By the way, Corosa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. We'll make it an all day. We'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it on. Uh, so they became the first metal band in the world also to launch their own cannabis seed after partnering with Nim Seeds on Coro Kesh. They'll definitely have a Coro great Kesh. time doing a gig with Stung from a Tree. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Evan, the hair is fab, hon. Love Thanks, it. Girl. Xander, it's, it's savage. Yeah. yeah. Our, Xander's uh, in that kind of business now, yeah? He's uh, he's training to be a barber now, so I get free Class, hair. It's, not that it's I unreal. ever fucking paid for a haircut. But. Yeah, I was just going to say, not that you ever did, like, but uh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure fucking gorgeous now, aren't they? Yeah. Let's okay. give him a shout out. Where's he working, Ev? 
He's not working. He's doing his barber course. I was his first victim. Doing illegal <laughs> haircuts. Yeah. Okay. okay. Illegal lockdown haircuts. Like. Okay. So song four is Doxing by the Magna Pena. Do I have to give an introduction to this band? I don't think so. Anybody that follows the show knows all about them. Uh, big shout out to Howard and all the lads. It's off their forthcoming album, which has been marinating in its own brilliance for two years. All good things come to those who wait and patience will be rewarded on February the 14th when it's been released. So we shall... Valentine's Day. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. You should that know, Richie. How many years have you been married? Helen, Helen's downstairs watching this now. Being like, Screaming. <laughs> Daniel, it's called sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, sure oh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, who wants to take this? Joe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very unjoey wig. It's very, it's very late 90s kind of sound. I don't know. It Did is, anyone yeah. else get like a bit of a sort of weird cold chamber buzz off? Got a bit it's, of a Pantera kind of vibe off I it. I did too, yeah. Pantera. A big bandy note. Um, uh, Mike Patton in general, really. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Like... I suppose like the music wouldn't really be my thing, and like something like that, you'd want the the uh, the vocals and the lyrics to really sort of capture you. And I didn't really didn't really like it myself. Cool. Okay. Um... <laughs> Richie's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the the that, shock. Well, to be well, nice, you What's that simply <laughs> right song holding back my tears? <laughs> Evan. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, I think genuinely my favorite thing about the Magna Pinna um, has always been Ed's drumming. Like, I. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I've definitely seen that song live before. I'm fully sure I have, but mm -hmm. he's so. Like, 
he's so creative, like in what way he plays. Um, the only thing that I would say about the thing is like I maybe with the vocals, if there was like if they weren't as dry, but the the song is fucking excellent. Like, and do you want your vocals all wet? Is it? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, girl. Happy birthday. <laughs> Sorry, Danielle's two drinks in. <laughs> it's going to get interesting. But, uh, yeah, like, I think, like, it's it's a great song. And mm. I think well, when we got sent it and I was listening to it, I just straight away remember being like, I have 100% heard this live. Mm-hmm. And it just <clears throat> brings back that the energy that they have. It's It's just fucking excellent. Like, I love it. And it's not the type of thing that I would usually be would kind of go for just something mm. about him i don't know what it is probably just from seeing him live to be honest because i'll admit now there was a stage where not that i didn't like them but i just didn't really pay too much attention to them yeah and i think it was at it was in the spalpeen some all day or i can't remember what it was now but i saw him at that and i was like this is just fucking fun like and yeah you know, when you go back to listen to it again, then you're hearing it with different ears on. Mm. Yeah, really, really into it. Yeah. Mm. And the reason I picked that is because it's very different to the rest of the tracks on the album. The album is absolutely fantastic, by the way. Um, I had the lads in here last Saturday. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> You have no idea. Oh, oh my God, yeah. the stress levels are through the roof with this one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a different, very different track to the rest of them. And I uh, just said I'd throw that one out to you as a curveball. Danielle? Yeah, it was really good fun. Um, I really liked to hear it live, all right. I'd say it's great crack live. But yeah, I kind of got um, Pater vibes off the, off the kind of riff in the intro. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to the album now. Yeah, it's excellent. Okay, so Grumpy Joe in the corner again, turned the <laughs> thumbs down, but uh, he might like the next one. <laughs> uh, this is Bong Knob, is the name of the song, by The Mountain King, uh, with this band, man. Or it's actually a solo project with uh, musicians involved, if for you that don't know. From the makers of Wicked Zen and The Smell of Stars and Vomit. March the 5th, 2021, which contains tracks Destroy the Vatican Before They Build Spaceships, Penis Sweet Milk Farm. (laughs) Do you want me to repeat that again? Penis Sweet Milk Farm. (laughs) And my own personal favourite, my own personal favourite is the Ultimo Ombre. And it's called the Vesuvian Wanker. And there's a great bass on that track, actually, as well. Uh, so this this is check it out. It's the, the smell of stars and vomit. That's um that was oh, released in March 2021. Penis, the, the fantastic penis milk. What was it? Penis sweat milk farm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Wallow is the new album that we're listening. This track is off called Bong Knob. Uh, the album is a potent, fully palindromic mixture of post-rock, avant-garde, black metal, stoner, doom and shoegaze. The album Wallow will unfold its full reflective picture on February the 22nd, 2022 on CD and digital via our best pal, Roger at Curse Monk Records. So the main brains behind it is Eric McQueen, who does guitars, vocals, lyrics and programming. Uh, Frank Grimbart is on guitars. Uh, guest appearance by Jack Craddock on bass. 
and Eric has mixed it and Jan has mastered it. So <laughs> this is bong knob.
Tanya, over to you. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I could sit down and listen to that. Um, it's mm. kind of something I think I enjoy listening to, like while I'm working, like just kind of there, kind of um, in the background. Yeah, not so much that like it, that's just a background experience, like, but um, I think it would be something that could help me focus. Um, yeah, I think I think it was in both. Mm. And that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> <clears throat> was, did, did you approach this track with fear and trepidation, Evan, since it was from Corson Monk Records? I did, yeah, yeah. I absolutely mm. did. Um, this is definitely the best one <laughs> Corson Monk sent. Uh, yeah. Up. But, um, yeah, like, the very start, it's it's really good post-rock, you know? Like, the... Mm. The kind of builds the vibe, the instrumentations on it's great. Um, when I was reading the bio, and it like I was reading it as I was listening to, it, and when I saw that the whole thing is like uh, palindromic, so, and then the um, reverse kind of thing came in, and when I real like I was reading it there, and it's basically like the whole album is a mirror image. So, although I, I I get the like. Um, artistic kind of vibe of it at the end of the day like it just means that every song is only half the actual length and then the second half of all is the second half of all the stuff just with a it just sounds like there's a reverse effect on it like you know Mm. unless it's something that like you know if you listen backwards it sounds like the start i'm like i'm not gonna do that though you know Mm. i think the idea of that is class but i much preferred first half when it was normal and then the reverse thing is cool if he does it on a song but if it's every song in the album you've given away half of the album by listening to the first <laughs> couple of seconds like yeah you've given away half you only need to listen to half of it you can choose you want it backwards or forwards like I think if you drive in your car and you reverse it make like it plays the other way <laughs> but it, yeah it, it, it's cool Um, I just think the palindromic thing is just a smidge gimmicky and takes away from like the underlining that some of the stuff there is really good really good post-rock like mm. like he is uh he's got out he's got a load of stuff out man and he's fairly um good in relation in relation to releasing material but uh definitely check out um the smell of stars and vomit heaven yeah, he's a great, straight away, great musician. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I love it's, the bass right through that, actually, as yeah, well. Yeah. It's really cool. Joe? Yeah, like, the bass was really good. And, like, like I think, honestly, I don't think that this kind of thing should be featured on the Metal Cell, really. Like, you know? Like, <gasps> not really. Man. Like, I know you're saying it's, like, post-rocky and stuff, but, like, it's, there's, like, Tears for Fear songs that are much more rocking than this. Like, you know? <laughs> and, like, I love Tears for Fear. And that's, like, I think that this music is actually really good. Apart from the droney aspect, like I don't like the sort of the nondescript, like this band called Earthling Society, our old guitar player was in for ages and it was similar kind of like really long form droney lyrics, you know, spacey mm. equi vibe, which is fine. But like, I don't think like this doesn't rock, like does it? Yeah, I could just take drugs. No, it doesn't rock. Drugs, but I don't um... like it. It's not okay. <laughs> Not appealing to the guy who's on drugs then. Hey. <laughs> yeah, the guy that's not fucking drinking is like, oh, I actually think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, fuck's sake. Like, well, I don't I don't hear anything remotely metally about it. So I don't no, but post rock like there's a bit of like almost pelican in it. I don't know if you listen mm. to them. 
but there is like a post rock. Well, he said it's post rock. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm not naysaying it. I just think that like there's such a huge catchment for this show and the kind of stuff that we're covering. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's covering absolutely everything from like like hardcore and lots of different sorts of punks to really avant garde metal. But like I would call this really, really, really avant garde metal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing going on most of the time apart from back. So I'm going it. too far out, man, with neo western no, neo western rock. <laughs> I'm not. To a, be I'm fair, not I don't think it's pretty. as I don't think it's as far out as other stuff that we've gotten from Curse Monk. There you go. This is the tamest thing that we've ever gotten from. And Curse like, Monk. sure, those those song titles. Like, if I was 15 and I saw them on the back of CD, I would buy the CD just because of that. <laughs> yeah. That, like, you know? And so I got into Cannibal Corpse. Genuinely yeah. saw the cover and I was like, my mom's not going to let me have that. I have to have it. That's whatever. Whenever you hear people talking about the first Iron Maiden album, they're always like, no idea what it sounded like. I just Wanda, mm. yeah, bad, you know. Uh, Brian says there's full Devin Townsend albums with that vibe. There mm. is, yeah. And Tomas Hines from Foregone Gloublarp says story buys. <laughs> oh, yeah, need to drink here, yeah. Uh, and Kelvin, shout out to Kelvin as well. How are you, Kelvin? And anybody else that's joined us so far? Uh, so that's it. That's all of them. Um, five songs. Really looking forward to the Magna Pina release on Valentine's Day. That'll be romantic now. Yeah, it's Evie, great. Can I just say sorry for your loss with uh, Every Time I Die? Oh, Very yeah. sorry, man. I was wondering if we bring that up. That was like, see, it's yeah. like seeing fucking... Yeah. It's like seeing your parents fight. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? really sorry for you. And I'm not being sarcastic. Like, I know it's horrible I, I, to I see band that you love. Every I've listened to their entire discography like over and over and over yeah. again. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm just oh. glad you didn't blame me for breaking up, breaking them up because I just got into them, you know. Well, I am now, actually. <laughs> now that you think, say it. <laughs> you know, when you're hurt and you just start lashing out. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you the whole time. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> devastated. I really am. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Only just getting into the band and they split up. Fuck's sake. I think like, with the, the like, bands break up, I just think it's the way everything's gone down is kind of like, because everyone saw, everyone saw them as that band that you wish your band was like in the sense that their attitude like how well they get along and all this but you know like I know Keith posted something saying they should have broke up in 2014 it kind of rips down this fucking veil that you had like you know all bands have arguments and fights and you know you're not going to see everything but it was just they were always known as just the soundest guys and seeing it go down like that. Um, and do you think, like, is it just because it, there were two brothers as well didn't add a fuel honestly, to the fire? Honestly, man, there is so... You, we could do a full okay. podcast on it. There is so much involved and there seems to be something new every time. And um, I think, like, I just... the, You know, I don't want to be... It's not about picking sides or anything. Um, It's literally just kind of like, I hope everyone involved is... Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because there's some signs that they're not. Uh, that they're not. But yeah. I, as long as everyone's kind of all right, I know the the four lads are going to continue making music under some new project, and that's obviously going to be class. But wouldn't it be cool 
if the singer of Every Time I Die joined a new band with Power Trip? That would be fucking sick. I was saying that if the lads in Every Time I Die got Greg Pucciato from Ginger Escape Plan and did a band with him, I could imagine Mm -hmm. that just being mind-blowing. Like, Mm -hmm. but yeah. You people saying Josh Scrogan, um, that they do a band with him, but I, I he's cool, like, but there's a lot of other vocalists I think could do a better job, yeah. Okay, let's get on to the fun aspect of this. Um, metal bands that should have stopped releasing music after a particular album. Wow, this is gonna be uh, quite fun. Um, Daniel, do you want to kick things off? Anyone that's really comes to the fore well I have two that are controversial and then I've got like just one that I don't even know if the rest of you even listen to them to be honest um, so I don't know what to start with uh, give us a controversial one anyway get the ball okay, I'll throw out the most controversial one but let me finish my statement before you argue it mm-hmm. no Black Sabbath should have finished after Never Say Die um, they should have finished oh. with oh. Ozzy and they should have started a new band with Dio called something else. An audio slave job, shall we say. That's my argument. Mm, no. I didn't really... I only ever listened to Black Sabbath with Aussies. So I, I just didn't really... Anytime that I listen to Black Sabbath, it's with Aussie. Do you know what I mean? I, like, and this isn't me shitting on Dio or anything. This is me saying it doesn't sound like Black Sabbath to me. Like even yeah, Heaven and Hell, it, it's great, but it's a different band. Yeah. And I think they should have done an audio slave kind of job. Mm. I Black Sabbath down as well, and I'm saying that they should have stopped after the Mob Rules, which was 1981, because Born Again. Born Again with Gillen, wasn't it? Came after yeah. that, and it's that shit, was like, shit. shit. Like, it it yeah. is really shit, but the Tony Martin albums from the 80s, Tire and The Seven Sign and uh, Eternal Idol are all really good. And like yeah, but would, really good, but they're not different. classics. Yeah, but like I don't think that you can say that because you haven't listened to them. So <laughs> <laughs> go and listen to them. You know? But like, like the Dio stuff. The thing is, like Dio is such his own guy, right? That the like the Dio, I, the Dio albums, right? I think that they're really good. But I would nearly say that if you're really into the Sabbath stuff with Ozzy, listen to the Tony Martin stuff from the second half of the eighties because it's way more in line with Ozzy. It sounds a lot more Ozzy esque. Whereas whenever you hear Dio, you can only really just be like, well, this is like a personality mismatch. He sounds like Dio and they're trying to sound like Sabbath, you know, but I don't know. I think that you're all bloody fools. <laughs> I just, Apart I from just, you, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you're still a, a birthday fool. Yeah. I definitely feel like, I, I get what you're saying, uh, Danielle, that it feels like two different bands. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it have that kind of separated thing that it's not really it's not Black Sabbath that when I think of Black Sabbath I don't usually think with Dio at all he doesn't he I nearly forget that he was doing it just because I only really listened to with Ozzy not to say it's bad at all like you know yeah yeah okay (laughs) there's one now the second you told me this I just boom uh, and I just couldn't stop thinking about him. Uh, and it started me going off on like a side topic, but it's corn and it's 
I think like they should have just fucked off <laughs> um, after like after Untouchables. I'll give them no. take a look in, in the, mirror. the mirror. Yeah, I'll I'll give them that because it came with a CBGB's life thing. But after that, they turned into fucking butt rock. It was like it. This is like this is the side thing that I'm going now. They for me it just became Slipknot do this all the time as well. Where like, do you know when they're about to release something new? They'll spew the same fucking bullshit of like. This is the heaviest album we've ever made. We're going back to our roots. We're doing all this stuff, and they released a fucking dubstep album. Then and then like same way as Slipknot always say, yeah, it's Iowa heavy. It's like fuck off. It's not going to be Iowa heavy. You changed. It's like they just became like I can hear the overproduced sound in Corn, and it's like. Do you know, lads that listen to Sirius XM and fucking, do you know, their three favorite bands are Corn, Stained, and like fucking Three Doors Down, baby. <laughs> okay, freedom. I'm like, <laughs> no, they they completely <laughs> lost it. And it's like, they've gone to a point now that even if something, if, even if they released something that was actually like half decent, I can't actually bring myself to even give it the fucking time. It'd be one of those things that I could, unless it was one of the older albums, if someone came up and was like, oh, what do you listen to? I'd quickly scramble to fucking Ed, Celine Dion. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, just listening to Celine there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, definitely not listening to the new Corn album. That's crap. No, no, I wouldn't be doing that. But yeah, Corn <laughs> fucking suck now. Mm. I disagree. I disagree. Um, <laughs> because. Rotting in Vain is a fucking tune. There's there's a handful of unreal songs. Actually, Serenity, is it Serenity of Suffering wasn't a bad album. It's quite That's good. Fucking shite. No. I'm actually, about I'm actually albums to... and then they just uh, throw up another yeah. shit, a shit album and then you're well, kind of going... Well, that's what Evan thinks, but... Untouchables was fairly fucking... Corn fans like the All their I know lots were, of Corn yeah. fans yeah, who good. are really, really into that. And I suppose the thing about Corn is that they're still able to do the biz live, you know, as yeah. in they can still play oh, yeah. in big places and people Fair dig play it. To them. <laughs> I, I was going to say, now I don't know if you, this is more your bag, but Deftones, like when we were kids, first two albums, oh, like, you oh, know. You're going to hurt me here. Like, no, you're going to hurt albums. me. You're going to cut me deep, man. <laughs> but like, you know, White Pony was so great, you know, at the time. And like, I remember just totally losing the balls as the 2000s went on. It was just like, oh, right. Well, that's an, there's another disappointing album. Didn't like Gore. So I like Gore. I love Gore. See, this is the thing. Some people do, some people don't. I don't think they would like, should stop because Ohms is unreal. The last album. I love Ohms. Like, um, what else? But like, oh, easy yapping stuff these days. Like, you know, and that's the thing is like, there's so many people who are like, yeah, the band can sound brilliant, but like Chino is just putting in zero effort. Like, you know, it's like, Wasp, you think, like, you know, he's just hanging out, being all like, well, I'm here. Like, is that not enough? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to sing? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, Gore now, I do remember when Gore came out and <clears throat> like, it, 
but listening to it, making a big deal of it coming out, going out for a walk and listening to it and just being like so let down, being like, oh, the first song, whatever, I don't care. I'll move on to it. And I was just like, nothing's grabbing me here at all. But I, I wouldn't say they've had like, they've just gone straight down. Like, like <laughs> No, like to me, Deftones have never had a bad album. I enjoy all of their albums. I actually preferred Gore to Ohms, which is which is unusual. I know everybody loves Ohms, and I just never like of the song Genesis. Um, and Ohms, the the title um, track is really good as well, but um, it hasn't grabbed me like the rest of them. But I de- I, I just think they never had a bad album. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> right, you I feel like I want to go back and list give Gore another listen. Or try it again because I want to like it, but it's the same way some people didn't like. Was it Saturday Night Risk? Or I know a yeah. lot of Night Risk. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of people that didn't like uh, Koi No Yokan. Oh no, that's a great album. I that's probably my favorite Deftones album. Like you know, mm. but I know a lot of people <laughs> are just like, nah, there's nothing good on that. I'm like, sorry, mm. mate, you're wrong. Let's have a look at the big four. Um, my one there, Slayer, Seasons in the Abyss after that, they can fuck off. Yeah, they're awful. You know. Like, just like, Remember they went new metal? Oh, that, that was, was all like, that was like so late trying to like adapt the times where someone's like, but the thing is like Slayer have never been in a situation where they were like selling more than a million copies of their albums, you know, so they didn't like, they didn't go down, down. Like it just always stayed that motorheady kind of level of the same for them, you know. Mm. Um, But like, yeah, the, the material they brought out in the nineties is just not comparable. Like at least with the rest of the big four, their albums were like um, commercially successful. Whereas like Slayer's albums were just, here's a song about rugby. Okay. Let's stay on the big four. Daniel, where do you cut off um, Metallica? I, where do I cut off Metallica? I don't cut them off you, well, I fucking cut them off anyway Hardwired Hardwired has some good tracks um, Death good, Magnetic has some some, some good tracks some good tracks on Death Magnetic we're on about classic Metallic albums when was the last one the last classic Metallic album the Black Album Metallica. Hmm. yeah it was the Black yeah, Album yeah the Black Album oh, yeah. Load and Reload were great so they were and Garage it was good as well uh, you know this, I wouldn't include, include Garage Inc. now. Because it's um, not a studio one. Um, yeah, like, the thing is, it's, <clears throat> I suppose that's the test, isn't it? It's like following up an album, like, so people would say, holy shit, you know, yeah. Black Album, what a, an amazing album. There were a lot of people, you know, disappointed with, you know, Load, or, you know, there are a lot of people disappointed with the follow-up to um, White Pony and stuff, you know? So, like, it's, it's hard to know how to quantify it, because if you were to say... But Would like it, to quantify if, it, Joe, is if you had, say, f- five al- metallic albums in front of you, or all yeah. of them in front of you, and you stack them up, as in which ones you'd play, which ones would be at the bottom? Yeah. We, we named them all, like, you know. Are we, are, uh, we're not going to count that absolute fucking shambles. Lou. No, no I am the table. <laughs> Stop. But, I have to agree with Joe, though, like, as in, like, I think Load and Rito get a hard time. I don't yeah. think... 
Maybe if there were one album, fair enough, but there were two okay, fucking yeah. albums to traipse through, you know. There's some brilliant I, honestly, like, individual say, tracks on Load and there's some good tracks on Reload. But I would yeah. listen to more, uh, Load more than the Black Album. And I think that like the Black Album, in some ways, is a kind of semi-cynical attempt to water down and slow down the Metallica sound of the 80s, whereas at least Load is them trying to be like ZZ Top or something like that. And, you know, just be like, right, we're going to do our own thing here, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it, I think that it is great, and I would even say, "Hardwired Self Destructors" four or five really, really good songs on it. You know, yeah, that's definitely. But um, for me, anyway, just after the Black Album, and I'm being kind with the Black Album actually because I know that e it was a landmark album for a lot of the younger people yeah. listening to the show that got into Metallica that way. But you know, for me, it would be up to Justice for All, and after that, half the Black Album. Would I even listen to it? Not really. Yeah. Uh, Megadeth, Joe, what about where would you cut off Megadeth? It has to be risk, doesn't it? Like, you know, it's like weighing up that thing of like they probably have brought out 20 or 30 brilliant songs in the 20 years since that record came out. But there's like, you know, their reputation was insanely tarnished by that, you know, and there, there is something about the reason why people love Guns N' Roses was because up until Chinese democracy, they hadn't had a chance to show everybody their shitty drawers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'd only made good records. Like, so it's the same kind of thing that once Megadeth made risk, they spent the rest of their career trying to, trying to get back it. to where they were beforehand yeah. and they never could, you know? So, and also like, I think at the time we were like, oh, Dave Mustaine, you know, this snarly character. And in the last 20 years of social media, we've seen him going on in a very sort of un-PC way about some things. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, maybe this would be better consigned to the bin, you know. Yeah, I would have cut him off a lot earlier, Joe. I would have cut him off after Countdown to Extinction. I think they were waning then after that, you know, euthanasia. Couldn't be cared. Not too bothered with it, you know. Um, And the last last one, Anthrax of the Big Four. I don't I like how hard hard to know, isn't it? Like you know, because the John Bush stuff, there's some great stuff, but yeah. certainly it started getting crap and four four two. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah. So would you would you even? No, I, I know a lot of people who sound of sound of white noise. That's it. I know a lot of people who would even just say, yeah, up to among the living, you know. Because mm. State of Euphoria was a disappointment. Wasn't oh shit! But so, um, you know, but I wanted to include the John Bush era. Yeah. So the sound of white noise for me definitely is class, like you know. But after that, <laughs> I I think I might have a controversial one and say Slipknot. I was just going to say Slipknot as well. They're one of my controversial ones. Where no, yeah. I would have cut them off after Volume Three. Volume Three, yeah, yeah. That that's even controversial to me because I actually enjoy um, their later albums as well. Um, except for All Hope Is Gone is probably the clanger. Could you there imagine was... the sort of legacy they would have, though, if they had only made those three albums? People would think yeah. that they were... Like, it'd be like if Metallica it's... split up after Cliff died, people would be like, they're the best band ever, and nothing yeah. can ever change that. And they yeah. can play But it, it just says people. a lot that the fact that they're... Every interview for anything new coming out, it's it's one of those albums that they'll be like, oh, it's going to be this. So it's like... Yeah. yeah it's even annoying. themselves, they've never... And it's what people want to hear and like it'll start bringing up. But I just feel like 
even if they release something that sounded exactly like that, it's I feel like it won't feel right regardless because no. of the time that that came out. It's you know like they can they like there's bands that are doing like a, like there's a band Blood Youth from the UK and they sound more like early Slipknot than Slipknot will ever sound like ever again. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if Slipknot could sound like the, what they used to ever again because they were at that kind of stage where you're in your 20s. They were probably early 20s all the way through to their late 20s and you have this angst and you don't really have that, I don't think, when you're... A successful, 50. bloated, uh, multi-millionaire. I don't know if that's Very fair. Like, they've been through some fucking... Yeah. I'm not been... saying they haven't been through stuff, but yeah. like what they had back then is just this angst, this, this like coming from a small town, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Yeah, um, a bit of a thing though with them, where like at that stage, <laughs> like in their career, um, Joey Jordison and your man Paul Gray used to write a lot of their material, you know? Yeah. And they're both dead, you know? So, which is mental kind of, to think about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Like, because for a band who were like, you know, right, fair enough, there's a lot of people who are massive fans of their guitar playing and stuff, but I always thought it was more about the kind of rhythm slipknot, like, you know, percussion and the r- so, yeah, rhythm yeah. and the bass. So it's like, yeah. if those guys aren't there, then yeah, it's going to be hard to recapture that vibe. Because I think yeah. as well when Slipknot were like, and that kind of era of music, it was like the death of solos almost, you know, that around that kind of era of what was starting yeah. to get big, especially was, with you're right, people, yeah. there wasn't, it, it was more of a rhythmical thing. Like everyone wanted something that was, your you want Kamet weighing over the fact that, put on the board where, weighing over the fact that there was no solo, he wasn't allowed to do a solo. He's yeah. lucky. Now he yeah, looks like a good fuck. guy where he's all like, it's not my fault. I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> I just want to surf, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't man, you know, in that in that same sort of vein, there's so many bands from that wave of metal that I think that should have just stopped nearly immediately. Like like Machine Head. I know a lot of people I was love just the blackening, about to, but yeah, the first I two would, albums are great. And then after yeah, that Through really, the Ashes through the ashes was great i think yeah. um but like i think because i i actually was just about to say machine head but with them it's like it was great and then what was it supercharger that was one where it was like yeah. he had his hair spiked up and was wearing like the tracksuits, and it was yeah. just such a fucking forced relevancy grab you know yeah, and it, totally, it, totally. It, it was see, so i think he saw all his other off. mates like you know, like Marilyn Manson, where like he literally crossed over massively on like Mechanical Animals was such a huge like commercial success for him, you know? Yeah. And like he was like, because Rob, Rob Flynn is from the hood, you know, and like, you know, Auckland, yeah. He's, he has that sort of, you know, vibe about him. So it probably seemed less of an awful idea to him and the business suits, whereas everyone else was probably just like, this is, you know, this is. But that was, here. wasn't that release? That was released through Roadrunner as well. Yeah. And Roadrunner are notorious for just being like, right, what's cool? What do we get now? What do we what do we try to sign? Mm. Like they signed they got turnstile and also signed all turnstile adjacent side projects just because they were like, right, if turnstile kicks off, um all the other bands that they're in are probably gonna kick off. Yep. And I can feel that they're just trying to grab that kind of hardcore thing 
because uh, it's starting to come up and they got like um, higher power from the UK. They have them on it. So I feel like they're kind of, they're very much like what is as relevant as possible rather than signing for like, uh-huh. I mean, great bands, don't get me wrong, but you can see they're going out being like as much, you know, a label has to do it. You know, there has to be some level of growing. By, by, by cutting off Machine Head at Supercharger, then you're losing Empires and but this the Black Man, which is fucking awesome. Like, back and forth. Like, minus that's, that's where I cut them off, at the, at the Black yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I never really... I, I think it just kind of went over my head. I know a lot of people love it, but anything after that, oh. like... Yeah. I, I don't even... I wouldn't even click on a fucking video if it came up, because something like Rob Flynn... Like if you watch any of the old documentaries, you're like, you know, this guy's pretty cool. But now again, it's starting to go into that fucking butt rock kind of vibe for me. You know, after a while, they start like just clinging on to relevance, and you can smell it off them as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and look, there's a big difference between that kind of like my next nomination. I was going to say, Alison Chains. You know, mm. what do you but mean? The thing with them is like there's no what like you. There's no attempt by them to try and recapture their commercial glory. They're just making sort of fairly. Oh, you're saying a good thing? Oh, well, like no, I'm, I think they should have quit because I don't think any of their no. new albums are good. You know? Oh no, oh. man, not at all. The first album with William Duvall, Black Tones yeah. to Blue, blue. yeah, yeah. Mm. fucking incredible. Like, check my brain. What? Oh, that's a great tune. Yeah, it's a great tune. Devil put dinosaurs here. Stone. Uh, yeah. I, one of the best I honestly I preferred his have. solo I thought Boggy Depot you know Boggy like, Depot was sick but that was pretty much going to be the very next but I think Alice that, that, that would have made much more sense to go down that road you know um, and I don't know like it, it just seemed to me I suppose again there's a big the same thing Pearl Jam, like just, you're dealing with two different singers you see that's why mm. and it's like what I was saying with Antrax I have to include John Bush in Antrax before I cut him dead and, and for Alison Chains I would have to, I like Dirt is, is, is my favourite album um, by them for numerous reasons and yeah. um, but I couldn't cut him off for, with, with William Duval because I think he's a fucking fantastic singer as well he like when you're losing um, an iconic vocalist like Lane Staley it's like you you're kind of setting the next guy up to be hated, but mm. he, I don't, he wasn't like, no, he, he, he won people over, you know, straight away. Yeah. Like, I remember people would have been, people would have been just thing. as happy yeah. to see Jerry singing, wouldn't it? Initially, yeah, I think, initially. Yeah, I think, well, this is the thing on um, Black Gives Way to Blue. Um, you can hear that it is like, even mix wise that Jerry's vocals are slightly up. So it's yeah. almost that like teething thing of being like, look, we have a new vocalist, but he's mainly there for like certain sections and to double up on harmonies. But then when we're going into uh devil where or yeah, devil put the dinosaurs, dinosaurs here, that's when you're starting to see William Duval have that more yeah. like in front thing because, and I understand him doing that because I think, Joe, your point of being like people would be happier with Jerry Cantrell singing. Mm-hmm. They kind of married those two things together by being like, look, new guy's here. He's prevalent on it. But you could still, there was that um, common ground of what people were comfortable with, which was 
Jerry Cantrell's vocals being that slight bit more up compared to where they would have been with Lane. Do you know what I mean? Well, I yeah. saw that tour, Black Turns to Blue tour, and William Duval live singing wise was absolutely fucking fantastic and he plays guitar as still well never so, got, yeah, still so he never adds got to even more Seen to yeah. a live experience <laughs> with seeing him you know so definitely absolutely yeah brilliant yeah. like so. if you compare him to the fellow who took over from Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> oh yeah who's lads, that again I don't know his name but he's fucking disgrace uh, <laughs> in my I actually I seen them um, at Copenhagen and I was like he's just He's just doing an impression, really. Mm, that's nothing worse. It's, and that's the it's thing, yeah. fucking... Didn't they have a competition or yes. something like that? Or yeah. like yeah. A oh, wait, was he in, or in Excess or some shit? Or, oh, no, no maybe was that in Excess or did the book? In Excess did a competition. Yeah, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots did a competition as well. Did he, they do a competition or did that guy yeah. win American <laughs> Idol? Oh, is he just fucking oh, share it on did. Facebook or something? Like, thought... uh, you win. Yeah, you're in. Like, <laughs> like and share it. You two can be this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And tag two friends. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tag your two bucket singers. <laughs> so it would be easier, like, uh, to assess Pearl Jam rather than Alice in Chains in relation to where would you cut Pearl Jam off? Because they oh. have the one singer. Have you been fans right through? I've, I've lost yeah. interest in them. Since I did. I, yeah, I absolutely love Pearl Jam, but I'm kind. Of, I'm just going to look at their discography here and see. I think it was is I kind of that album Yield. I think or Yield is great. It's brilliant, but like by Neural, yeah. the one after it is really good as well. Red Act is the one where it started just being like, no, I have no shit, interest in it. Yeah, they're not infallible because me mm. and my, my brother was such a huge Radiohead fan, and around it was around the same time that they brought out Amnesiac or something that wasn't great. And we both were like, oh man, these bands that we, you know, worshipped for years are now shit. Like, you know. <laughs> I think Binaural was the last I, one that I, I have really that. Liked. I bought that and I just went, no, this is oh, shit. I, I think it was, good. There, is, there is some great parts on it, but mm. like. I haven't bought an album by him since actually. Yeah. No, even like fucking Lightning. I don't even know if I've listened to Lightning Bolt or gigaton that they released two years Mind your ago manners like, and all, like there was a weird thing where they started trying to write like pop punk songs and stuff and like really it, yeah appealing oh. to, like the kind of people who are listening to original prankster by the offspring you know that kind of audience <laughs> they're like let's get some of that oh god horrendous but yeah. like i know some pearl jam extremists who just be all like those tunes are the classics those what? are the classics people don't know and you're like oh no <laughs> You sir have it. Wrong. Are they are they a band though as well that just fall into it's to their disadvantage in one way that they're so prolific in release and stuff that people just go nah. I think the fact that they have such a legacy, they like, have a yeah, they have a great legacy, but like they're very but prolific now, with you know, recordings. Even, so but you're this just is the gonna, thing. I didn't. I literally have to. I don't know what the fuck you get. Tron. I and like I love Pearl Jam, but kind of I'll admit I'm kind of stuck in my old ways of what I grew up with. That mm. when I go to Pearl Jam, you go ten or I'll, something, is it? Yeah, or I go to Versus, or Versus, like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go to a few different ones, but it's like which is it could be like you know my own ignorance where I'm more just putting myself in my comfort zone, and now because there's so much more that I haven't listened to, listened to, it's almost daunting do you know what I mean like yeah. I get that with 
like a lot of people I know the lads in the band are just constantly being like have you started really getting into Converge yet and it's just a band that I know they're amazing but they have so much stuff that trying to figure out where do I start from I just end up not doing it it could be like 10 more years I'll be like Converge are the best band ever but and about you know, prolific bands Iron Maiden where would you cut them off <laughs> the day they started <laughs> <laughs> and no, somewhere Tall John and Kieran yeah. just sit up yeah. and go I actually there's don't disturbance in the force it's fucking I heaven. don't hate them that much but it genuinely is just fucking brilliant to see people's reactions like I posted on a group once a guitarist group I was fucking bored shitless and I just literally just wrote Iron Maiden or shit and then just looked at all the comments I don't like they're you know like they have fucking great tunes I don't care about them but seeing people's reactions to saying Maiden or shit is better than any Maiden song that's ever come out Joe, Joe's going to be diplomatic here but I'll cut him off and I'm being kind I'll cut him off at seven son of a seven song I'm being very kind actually but I know I think they're <laughs> I, li- I really like their new album I put it in my best uh, last year and was I like the one before that and it? stuff you know Shinkai or something is it Sinjitsu Sinjitsu oh, that's it. so uh, yeah they definitely I think the older your artists get you need to sort of you need to start thinking about change and the way you look at them in some way right now we've been but the older artists. the artists get yeah. Joe the longer the fucking songs are as well yeah, but like, right so look at it this way when will it, when will you stop expecting your artist to bring out an album as good as their best album like if they're in their 60s or 70s <laughs> or it won't happen um, like yeah. so you, you never you know. demand the best at all stages like you know no nah, it won't happen i think yeah. daniel summed it up perfectly there in relation to slipknot that when you're young you have this fucking youthful exuberance and you don't give a shit and carefree and there's no other factors no there's no marriages breaking up. There's no friendships breaking You know, it's fucking... And Maiden would be the perfect example of, of that as well, I think. Just like their earlier stuff is fucking fantastic. But as they got older, the songs got longer. They got fucking yeah. boring. Oh, man. No. See, with me with Maiden, like, like the age I was when I started listening to them, like I really enjoy A Brave New World. That's yeah. just probably... A Brave New World. <laughs> Because that's just the album that I got into got into them with. Um, but yeah, you could probably cut them off earlier than that, really. At the same time, do you know, um, Dance of Death has a few good tracks on it. Um, well, I would say this. I would disclude the entire 90s, you know. Yeah. Like even the stuff they made with Bruce Dickinson, you know, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Everything oh from 1990 to 2000 was awful. But I think yeah. that they've done a very good job of, you know, reinventing themselves as a bit more of a proggy eight-minute, ba- you know, song band who can also do tunes that are in keeping with their early stuff, you know. But again, you need to be interested in that. If you if you want all the songs to be short and of the same quality as the 80s, I'm afraid we're out of stock of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, and have been for years. <laughs> exactly. Same as Metallica, you know. Like, something like Cyanide is a brilliant tune, but it's not in keeping with how good they're it's like there and their 80 stuff is like here but yeah, that's yeah. still it's much give, better it's, than it's, you know Slayers it's a fucking hors d'oeuvre like yeah. you know <laughs> but it's still a nice hors d'oeuvre you know it's not yeah. a fucking warm can of Stella on a plate yeah yeah, yeah. and this, I can see here the chatter saying um, Smashing Pumpkins yeah, and Dream Jeff. Theater shout like, out to Jeff yeah, Strangers yeah. of Guns oh, yeah. would you say right, a door Jeff. then would you for pumpkins or what would you say 
Oh, melancholy. I was, that yeah, tested my fucking yeah. patience. I don't know. I loved it. Like, there's mm. good songs on it. Yeah, oh, there there's is. great there's tunes. There is. Like, but then there's just, some rockers. Like. I have that. Would you believe I bought that on cassette? Double cassette. Isn't it in your jacks? It is. Yeah. No. I took a poop in there. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw it. No, it's a double cassette, so it wouldn't be in there. No, is it? You have the Smashing Pumpkins one up there anyway, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it could be dish. Yeah, that's what I saw when I pooped. Hmm. And what about Dream Theater? Never liked them. As a drummer, there was some stuff that I loved, but your man James Labrie, it's just... so awful. It's pure, like, musically, I was like, like, Honor Thy Father, I was like, sick. But then, like he's his vocals, I'm just like, I'm not a nerd, do you know. <laughs> like if anyone heard, came yeah. in and be like, "In the sands of time," <laughs> like, but they're not even in that cool rush kind of way where you're no. like, "Oh man, this is nerdy." They're like this no. awful sort of panto, you know? Yeah, panto, you know, the nerds. beauty and the beast. I absolutely, that's what he's like, you know. Panto <laughs> nerds. Hate Dream Theater with a burning pat. I don't like them at all, and Pete adores them. Um, I just don't get it. Somebody um, told me that they only sold 300 tickets for their Belfast Arena show in the end of this year. Well, I bought Peter a ticket Mike, for their show in Lisbon for Christmas. Mike Fortnite's <laughs> gone, oh, so Jesus. I'd say he was a massive thing. On. 300 for, for the stage. 10,000-seat 10, arena. Fuck I was me. shocked when I seen it was arena. Up, there's only 300 there. Like, Could you imagine like on the day showing up just being like... <laughs> This didn't do good, did it? Like, not a good idea. This is no. not a dream theater. This is a nightmare theater. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, like, yeah, no, I wouldn't even venture into that world of talking or thinking about dream theater. That's bad yeah. news. Mm. What about um, ACDC lads? No interest in them. Sorry. Like, you know, is there, like, right, so there are cool tunes like Thunderstruck and stuff. Yeah. But do any of those albums have like no, a lot of brilliant answer. songs? No, no. No. It's yeah. amazing that they can get so many albums out of the same song as well. Like, you know, yeah. rocking. Yeah. <laughs> <Literally. laughs> about rocking, Joe, thing. for those about to rock, we salute you. 1981. That's where I draw the line. So, like, there are brilliant other songs, you know, Heat Seeker, from other bands. And yeah. stuff, but like, but like, you know. They're a bit like Motorhead in relation to you if they kind of. No, there's big, a good one. Wendy, I watched Lemmy last night again, actually. The actual movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed just messaged me saying, Iron Maiden or shit, always good to know someone else in the club. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ed from the Magda Pinna. <laughs> They're going to be walking around Rob and everybody's house whenever Iron Maiden are playing and everybody's at the gig. Look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Motorhead. I don't know. Iron Fist. It's shit. After that, no interest. No, fucking Another Perfect Day is probably their best album. Well, I draw the line at Another Perfect Day, like, but Iron, Iron Fist for me is after that then. Mm, they just got really average after that. The songs, album-wise, no, for albums, like, they're just... Yeah. Another yeah, one of those. I don't know. Like, I, I love Rock and Roll as well, which is one of the later 80s ones. But Yeah. What about Motley Crue? Dr. Feelgood for me. That's it, yeah. Dr. Phil, everything else. And what's his name? Uh, singer. I'm fucking blanking yeah, on him, man. Neil. What a fucking piss take. He he's tore, such he's a, a fucking <laughs> toilet of a human being, isn't he? Like, <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I, 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 go, 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 
He's like fucking Jack Black. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm go, fucking... go, 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 go. <laughs> After killing those people in the uh, car accident. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. And then, like, disabled two other people with brain injuries. He's had like 15 DUIs after that. Like, you know, yeah. they weren't even all like, we're taking your license off you forever. They're just like, okay, well, you know, don't do it 17 more times. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Okay, you but did. Sorry. It, but when that. you see videos of the fucking state awesome. of his vocals for his solo tour, like doing girls, 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 and it's like fucking Google, Google, Google. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Google. Google, Google. <laughs> it's like, like he's, of him, like, giving up. he's doing that's fucking theft. Like, <laughs> you know, the video of him like getting... giving up halfway through, like doing girls, 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 <laughs> where he's like, oh, no, sorry, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> and then he's all like, have a great night. Uh, I'll see you next time because, like, you're totally gonna come back. Like, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I will, I'll definitely come back. But then there was this whole thing where it was like, oh, he's on the mend, and there's just a picture of him on an operating table as if they're just going to like <laughs> open him up and take all the absolute fucking shite out of him <laughs> and sew him back up, which, you know, he didn't get any smaller. So yeah. <laughs> he does cameos and all his cameos. He's always hanging about like in wing selling locations, hanging about like, you know, being all like, Hey, oh, uh, happy uh, birthday, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah, here's yeah. to you. And you're like, Fucking hell. Well, yeah, I saw a few of them and they're fucking gold. Like, do you know what I mean? It's expensive. But like, he did, he was like, hey, man, uh, shout out to them. Yeah, come, shout out to them, man. Nicholas Cage is the fucking time. acting equivalent of them, I think. Do you think so? Yeah. I oh, don't know. Jesus Christ almighty. He's got some <laughs> fucking just... great films. Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently he's to film this year though. Apparently it was supposed to be on or last year it was supposed to be on radio. Was it called Pig, Pig or something? Yeah, it was great. It was supposed to be yeah, that, like, yeah. but I mean, Mandy Jesus Christ, like, Mandy's amazing. No, I just like nobody knows it. Like, Mandy is head. fucking well, sick. His new movie is about him being Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I read about that. Very <laughs> sick. He goes out to some yeah. Russian lord or some fucking. He's thing. the right boy for a bit of meta stuff, isn't he? Like you're just like fuck okay. yeah. Go out of tight. Go out His of son is a big out. metalhead as well. His son's like a massive... His son... Like, oh, no, that shares fucking... But what was that um, <laughs> Wild at Heart? Remember that fucking dance they did in that... Uh, yeah, it was like bar. Armored Saint, wasn't it? Or, no, who was it? Power Mad? Yeah. Power Mad, yeah, you're spot on. Fucking great band. Actually, I got I got one dead album just for that alone. <laughs> it's good, though. Nice what are you wearing, Joe? That. There is Def Leppard. There's a band now that released a shitload of good albums and then fucking then, oh my God, they brought out an album there called Banana. What was it? They brought out one in Bananas the was Deep Purple. Bananas was Deep Purple. What was yeah. it with all the crowd in it? What was that? They made one called Slang in the mid-90s, which was an attempt to cash in on grunge. And like that this, well, I, I just yeah, remember like the fun cover with all these like, heads on at, like trying to write Nirvana songs. Oh, and they're all God. wearing like... Uh, you know, cut off fucking check shirts. Like, there's a great like what? era in Megadeth in around 1992 where someone obviously told them you all have to wear like check shirts, but they're like, let's cut the sleeves off. I saw that. And people know we still rock, Yo! but we're still insanely conforming to this VO5. Yeah, fuck <laughs> sleeves, man. It's like, yep. whoa, you can't cage these guys. They don't got no sleeves, <laughs> and it's pretty cold outside. <laughs> so what? Strangers with guns there. Um... Jeff, obviously, Joe, Judas Priest, he's throwing at you. Where would you cut uh, him well, off? Yeah, painkiller, isn't it? Like, you know. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, they brought out a load of shit albums whenever Halford got back in the band and, like, 
I suppose like the last one wasn't too bad, but still just like they really are the definition of legacy bands like that seems mm. uh, Deep Purple where well, I, I know that say, Deep yeah. Purple have brought out like 20 albums since the 80s, but like nobody cares about them. Like there could be, it could tell you actually who was behind 9-11 on one of those albums and no, no that information know. would not be in public. Like, you know, <laughs> no one would have ever discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone admitting on my tape. dad. Like, yeah. That would be it. <laughs> yeah. My dad would be the yeah. only person. Yeah. Where That's why they're conspiracy theorists. Like they're just people that listen to fucking Judas Priest. <laughs> that album like, yeah. from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah. As I said, Joe is definitely the Jimmy McGee of metal. Like <laughs> Who's Jimmy McGee when he's at home. What? <laughs> we didn't get him in Yuri. <laughs> the famous Irish sports commentator Jimmy McGee. Okay. What did he do? The All Ireland and that sort of thing, is it? Yeah, his, his knowledge on sport in everything was fucking amazing, like you know. But uh, well, yeah. if it's a compliment, will take it's it. A co- oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. As he sucks on the bong, now being like, I Jimmy, heard what Jimmy I needed McGee to hear. never a bong smoker <laughs> that we know of. I love the way he just took a compliment. It was like, right. I'm done. That's it. Doesn't get better. I'm going out. Yeah, that's like. what a lot of bands should have done. Gone out in a high. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not fucking doing this now. We've had too much. Is that a guitar or bass in the background? It's a guitar. Ah. Joe, what's that in the background? Is it a guitar or bass? It's a bass. It's a guitar. Oh, class. Is it? Is. Very like Def Leppardy, actually. It's actually the same as a. Steve Clarks, is it? Is that his name? One from the 80s. It's a nice more beer. <laughs> Class. You can't write a bad song with that note to be fair. Like. Well, you'd be surprised. One after the awful and a very hard for about 20 years now this year. So Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, See, the, the sad thing as well is you're getting bands that like you know, have so many albums, but you get you have a band like Every Time I Die that has just not released a bad album, you know, and they have how many? 13, 14? No, albums. less. No, they have how many albums do they have? Nine? Fuck, Let that's a lot. I can't actually, I don't think I know any bands who have nine albums that I would consider infallibly good looking at. Every single album is fucking class. Well, like I would have to say <laughs> that, like you need to qualify that by saying that it's more than like uh, two thirds brilliant. Like, so if there's ten songs on the album, you're only allowed one or yeah, maybe nine. one and a half songs that are not unbelievable. Like, you know. So you're yeah. Mastodon. Yeah, percent. Yeah, Mastodon. Not a bad album. Mm. It'd be so. There's a lot of. Uh, like what bands now would just break your heart releasing an absolutely shite album? Do you know, like, well, we have bands like fucking Code Orange that started doing it fairly early anyway. <laughs> so they had like their old stuff was really heavy, really class, and now they're like, it's mm. proper like serious XM butt rock, like oh. Nine Inch Nails worship, but like the really shitty side of new metal. Uh, it's like Bring Me the Horizon they were like one that I was going to put on the list they should have stopped after Septurnal um, it's it's heartbreaking to see them now like trying to be a BBC One they're massive band. now though that's the yeah, thing like, it sucks 
<laughs> that's it though isn't it i think that there's so many bands out there like fucking a mate of mine was talking about that band uh a and stuff like you know oh a and give me some skin jesus um, christ stop who am i thinking of a- <laughs> afi like oh yeah yeah but like they were the same thing as and like once they saw that there was cash to be made in the music business they were like just gonna go over here and <laughs> play for these people and fuck all that early stuff yeah <laughs> no the yeah. it's the kids man it's what the kids want but like it like bring me the horizon are bizarre like you listen to their early stuff and it's so like deathcore deathcore yeah, yeah fucking yeah. insane and now they're like on in the charts like the mainstream yeah. charts um and yeah it's it, it it's frustrating for someone like me who who want to go to their to see them but i don't want to see any of their new shit <laughs> yeah, you know? and then it's frust- and then it's frustrating for the new fans who don't want to see anything yeah, totally. old so it's kind of like what do you do, do you know? like that, there's some bands out, like creator me and you talked about this richie that so many of their fans now are <coughs> kids who love the violent revolution and after that period you know the nowadays kind of stuff you could say the same about overkill job yeah like they're they're 80 stuff you know it's only Mm. old people who actually want to hear it everyone else is (laughs) being like yeah play their your new stuff you know yeah reds are said a a fucking great one there sepultura no other the the last album they made was amazing it was one of their best i haven't listened to the the I don't care. I, I watch don't give videos, a fuck. but like this fucking bit. everyone this... raves about it. Yeah, ah, against definitely. and like yeah, I wasn't I wasn't I really arsed. But the new album, like with Eloy Casagrande, he's ah. fucking incredible. He's incredible. But there was a stage there where I just dropped yeah. it off. Like I don't think anyone really cared about uh, against or nation or you know. But it, they had to go to or, there to get back up, back man. Up. You you just see yeah. them live and they're fucking incredible. And they just, oh, I've no doubt they just but, shut like, everybody up. If I know loads left after Max left, obviously, but I mean, if you well, fucking... then you had Soulfly, which was actually the next, oh. what, you know, hmm. that was like awful. what people were looking for from Sepultura almost. You know what I mean? With a little bit more of a what wankers were looking candidate. for from Sepultura, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the Joyce in great form tonight, man. He's chopping everything down, beer, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's marshmallows. marshmallows going to your head like yeah. <laughs> nobody's safe it's not making you soft at all <laughs> yeah. that's his request on the book you know <laughs> so Sean is saying bring me the horizon should have stopped after there is a hell no Sepaternal fucking... is fucking class Sepaternal really is unreal never really but listened the... to them I'm so shocked at that too tight for me I'm shocked at that. I th- think you'd love him, Evan. No, I had a lot of friends that did, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the massive fringes and the tight pants. like Or your snobbery. Mm. Probably. That could have done it. Like, but I'm messing. Um, either way. See, we're a bit limited as well, because none of us like black metal. And I'm sure there's fucking a shitload of fucking yeah. black metal Shit, black bands. Metal. Oh, I'm sure that there is, just... Yeah. No word, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Oh, the first, the first album by the first uh, black metal band. That's probably where they should have stopped. Because the thing is, like a lot, of, I suppose a lot of the legacy bands, it is kind of like Venom. You know, people know, you know, the early stuff is good, the later stuff is not so good, and stuff. You know, so I don't really know. Like, I know a lot of people who are uh, 
big into like a not a fucking <coughs> hellhammer and you know things things of that nature. Fucking, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know if like that music is capable of disappointing those fans. So you know, mm. it's so rooted in exactly what the vibe was in 1983 that I don't know. Yeah, maybe people can fucking hop in the chats or. Well, yeah, Celtic Frost now would be a good example of that. That um, who came from Hellhammer, you know, and they they, they fucking re- released Cold Lake, and it was just going, oh my fucking god. Yeah. But they came back with Monolith then, so it's kind of is it or Monolith? I think yeah. it's yeah, an amazing album. So. What so, about um Richie Opeth? I know you're a big Opeth fan. Oh, see, I'm old school Opeth. I, yeah, Blackwater Park, Deliverance. Yeah, after that, I regret. But you know, you would have to admit that, like, there's they have a whole other audience of people who love, you know, the the stuff that they've done since absolutely. the mid 2000s. You know, absolutely, one hundred percent. You're spot on. No. Yeah, because I bought my dad. Is it Sorcerers? Is the name of the album with like the peacock on it? I think that's the name of it. And um, he only loves their new stuff. Yeah, he hasn't listened to their old stuff at all. So Your I think dad listens of, to Opus. My dad's a big metalhead, yeah. Well, okay, my my yeah, I I got into metal because dad was into like Purple and Maiden. Grew up with that, so um, I've 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 every Christmas birthday I try and buy him like a heavy something heavy. So heavier. you can listen to it. Uh, no, so like I because he's got a vinyl player and that speaking to vinyl, yeah, yeah. so like I'm like trying wean him into heavier and heavier because he listened to heavyish so I've got him big into Primordial, huge right. Primordial. Oh, unreal. Wow, okay. Huge. They're playing in um, Dolan's there in March. Yeah. So that should be a good gig. Are you coming down for that? I might go to it, Joe. Um, I don't know. Come down for the cans. Like, you know. Do, sure. You... <laughs> I'm going to come down and listen to Alan fucking walking about with bird shit on his head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure, it'll not affect uh, ticket sales in any way. <laughs> Brian had a good one there. System of a Down. Never had a bad album. Never had a bad album. Are no. you are you serious? I, I, I know loads no. of people who would be like, I don't even listen to that style of this album. You know, they'd be like, uh, okay, yeah. first something. album only and nothing else. I do. I I know steal this album. I don't really fucking count it for some reason. I don't know why. It's no, just I got it, into it. It's all B sides. Yeah. Like, nah. Was it? I thought that was no, uh, an original album. I, I think Mesmerize and Hypnotize are just... Well, it is, but it's um, the early stuff. Isn't it Steal This Album? Does it... Steal This Album is a very early one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't comment well, it anyway, but otherwise I have I have all their stuff in this class, yeah. They're a good example of a band. That I remember I liked getting it. the first album when I was in... I had Toxicity first, and then I was in... Because like, there was no real... I didn't really have much internet access to look it up and I remember being in a shop in France and seeing like the hand and having System of a Down and I was like they released a new album (laughs) (laughs) in my head I was like oh yeah sure this band because they just got massive especially in Europe with um, Toxicity like everyone listened to them and I remember getting that thinking it was no I think Toxicity came out First, no, talks, no, 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 no. What was the one with the hand then? System that was, was it there's just self titled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had like yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet pea and sugar yes, on yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus Christ. I have to go back to the them albums, man. I haven't <laughs> listened to System of a Down in fucking years. Like. I love System of a Down. They're like my number one band that I haven't seen live that I need to see live. Same. 
never seen them either. Bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see them live. That you fucking... not seen Richie at Oslis Fest back in two thousand? One that that no. Four or five or one no, of the. One that Ah, they were they, do you know was it <laughs> they were <shit>. Darren? <laughs> was it Darren Mal the guitarist? Guitarist, I like yeah. His solo project, um, Scars on Broadway. Fucking gack! <laughs> it's absolutely <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> He's not a good vocalist, like you know. It seems like one of those bands that like they can't get on because like no one can just say. The singer is the talented guy, so unless we do what he says, then nothing's going to happen. Mm. Like, I think they all want control, different things. Like, well, yeah. what, they want different things. Apparently, one of them wants to go kind of a complete different route, and one of them wants to do the older stuff. But so there are two new songs that they released actually aren't great. Um, they, one of them was that right. for um, the Armenian. Armenian. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, See, I suppose they they're in that sort of trap, aren't they? Kind of seem as the darkness, where it's like. You know, they can go out and play the fucking album that everyone the loves. Hits, like, yeah. And then, you know, there's money in the bank, like, you know. Yeah. But they can't agree to do anything else. Do you know the drummer and the singer are actually brother-in-laws? Brother-in-laws. Yeah, and he's, yeah. was he, pure gun-toting or something now as well, which is... Republican. Yeah, he's yeah, very drummer Republican. Is, yeah, very yeah. Republican. That's another then, factor, yeah. the singer... Like Surge released solo stuff and it's shite. Surge tanking, yeah. It's so it's great, like yeah. when they're on their own, it's yeah. fucking shite. But yeah. when they come together recently, yeah. it's fucking shite. Yeah. <laughs> so- Evan, Evan, you can split up Tool, can't you? <gasps> I can what? You can split up Tool with an album, surely. No. Are they well, just faultless? I... Come on. No, come I'd on. say Fear Inoculum is just a bit of a. Come on, let down. No, I like I fucking love Tool, but just Fear Inoculum is like just it was the that was the biggest letdown album that I've had from any of my favorite bands because how many years was it? Ten. That, that was the problem though. Everybody was just building it up because it had been so long. But if it was just released, maybe just after that'd be fine. Yep. Yeah, that'd be fine. Totally. But that that much time passing, you can't just release the same. There has to be some like no. No, I don't think that was the thing that I think the as you said, Danielle, that's the key point in all this is that like it's not that the band are building it up. It's just that time itself keeps moving forward and people's love of the band. Keeps well, to be forward. fair, Danny Carey did the start. 90s, you know? He was he was building it up every so often. He'd be like saying again, like oh, it sounds oh, it's like this heavy, or it's yeah. like. But- they have to do that snippets. though. Like, no, they, they didn't to... because no one knew that they were even making an album. He just kept yeah. saying it every so often. Like mm. he was the one, like you know, on message boards, people would be like, "Oh, he said this," and there's video of him saying this, and he'd be like, "Yeah, it's, it'll be out next year," and all this. And so naturally, there was it certainly same... wasn't Maynard. He was bitching about it. No, like... no, like the, yeah. it was literally like I feel like it was dangled in front of people for so long that you're like, you, your your mouth's gonna water like when you're looking at food that yeah. long when you're hungry. Do you know what I mean? So even though we'll say the official PR campaign and the press cycle and everything didn't start till it was actually announced, they were he was doing it himself, just being like for years saying it's going to be out this or it's going to sound like it this. Happened to, it happened to Exodus it, on their new album. Like they were just like, oh, this is this is going to be the best album of all time. I know it, it's going to like blow away all our previous albums. And it's going like, to be Iowa levels of heavy. They, had, they hadn't even started <laughs> writing tunes for it like yeah. the whole time where they were talking crap. Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah. as you said, if it's a normal. 
two years between each record, then it doesn't seem but like a Joe, the likes of Exodus and Testament and all them, as you say now, they're legacy bands, you know? Yeah. Overkill as well. Other bands are just... I don't think le- Legacy, or sorry, Testament and... Um, like how many albums uh, have they all released now? They're all into 13 and 14 year, 14. Yeah, probably. But like albums. Testament and Exodus aren't in the same situation as Overkill and some of the other bands like um, Creator where they can play mostly new songs and people will like it. They're still very much tied to the 80s. And the same way as Metallica and stuff are, you know, if you went to go and see Metallica and they just played songs from the 90s and the 2000s, you would be quite ruffled, you know. Mm. Your feathers would be... Also, actually, how I didn't bring this up. How much are tool tickets? I want, like, the ones that were left were like fucking 300 euro. 250 quid for yeah. season tickets. You certainly bought two, Danielle. You had to. Yeah, I got two, but I got like uh, nosebleeders. Um, they were 100 each. Um, That's all right. Yeah, cool. They're all, they all average 100, but what happened was three, I think, are probably doing a fucked up thing where the closer you are on the ground floor to the stage, the more expensive it is. That's why there's only... It was no, fucking. It was the, absolute craziness in that's the group. The deal in the states and everywhere, like it's, it's like the closer. Yeah, yeah. On, if you want to sit up in the second tire, grand tickets are normal price. But if you want to sit on on near the floor or on, on like standing or whatever, it just gets up and up and up and up. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, T- yeah, like tickets for fucking four hundred quid or something like that. You know. Like I know someone that's going to see them in. I think he's like following them on a tour. He's like oh, six Jesus gigs or something. Christ. I'm like, man, oh, could have bought a fucking house. Like, mm. fucking hell. Okay, so we'll finish it up here on uh, Zoom and we'll continue it if you want on Facebook. Is that fair enough? Whatever everyone wants to do, we'll start listening to everyone's cool. chat. Okay, so stuff. thanks, Ev. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Danielle, uh, for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, check out the bands that we reviewed and uh, support your local metal scene.